0: You are now listening to the Sanctuary Church Living Word Podcast. We hope that the message that you will hear will inspire your walk with Christ and that it will encourage you to draw closer to God. Now let's listen to today's episode on the Sanctuary Church Living Word Podcast. Storing your marriage, whether it's asking Him that You anoint you to live that single life. But here's how you make that happen. Y'all know how when we were, some of us I think forgot we used to be children. Some of us had grandchildren, Godchildren, nieces and nephews. your pull at your pants leg tug on your coattail my wife and our grandkids were in the store the other day they talked my wife into getting them something that I wouldn't have got there and I watched the persuasion they had towards her and I dare you to know this that when you really learn to worship God, and listen, your worship isn't based upon the praise team priming you, or Pastor Ben Beck, exciting, arousing your emotions, or Bishop getting up here, uh, pulling you to worship, is based on something that's going on between you and God. And when that worship becomes real, when you lose sight of the fact that there are other people sitting around you, and you wake up and when you come to yourself, you standing on your feet or you bow and prostrate before this altar. See, you don't have to wait till the preacher says it's prayer time to come up here. It ain't about that. It ain't about that. God has no form of a way of inviting us to the altar. But when we really learn to worship, because here's what happens, and I said this last Sunday, and I saw those of you that were here at the end, that's why I say, don't leave before the benediction. Because sometimes the greatest blessing in the house is in the benediction. I went upstairs to to take care of some things and came back, and uh, I don't know that they ever even gave a benediction. Consuming fire. I believe that somebody that was still here at the end of worship on last Sunday, as we know, I believe that somebody got what they were asking God for or to do for them. Because when you get this right with God, when your worship becomes real, something happens the atmosphere. I got something going on in my sermon this morning, and, and here it is, I'm going to give y'all this song now, I'm going to take a song, and say, But Rodney, I got to give you this song, y'all know I always got a song in my message, and I'm going into the word, but here's, here's a, a Donald Lawrence song, and when, when me and my wife left here last Sunday, we, we just kept singing this song, and it says something like this, it's featuring Kelly Price, and if y'all know what the song is, it says When the saints go to worship, that's when the King of Glory, King of Kings, will come in. When the saints go up in praise, that's when the Spirit shall inhabit, my God, my God. That's when the Spirit shall inhabit this place. When the saints get on one accord, and begin to bless the lord then the king that's jesus that's who they were just calling his name then the king who is strong and mighty oh the king who is mighty in battle anybody face a battle this past week listen the only reason you got through it was because of the king because he has a way of reminding us that the battle is not yours anyway. Y'all ain't hearing me. The bat- Look at somebody and tell them, you've been fighting a battle that you can't win is because it's not yours. Ah. Tell somebody, it's not yours. It's not yours. It's not yours. That, that situation you've been dealing with is not yours to fight. That's why you keep losing. But when you recognize the battle don't belong to it's God's best Okay, let me finish Let me finish. When the saints go to worship, I'm talking about real worship, right? That's when deliverance will take place. See, you might be you might not be the one struggling with addiction. You, you might be the one that's on live stream. Or it might be somebody in your family that's that's struggling with something. And they need deliverance, I dare you to worship them. That's, what I'm, that's all I'm talking about even in this message coming up in a few minutes then, That sometimes God will put us in a place where we do it for somebody else. When the saints go to worship, that's when deliverance will take place. When the saints go up in praise. I tell y'all, if y'all were here last, I just stood back in the back, and one of the brothers said, "Man, and he an awesome man of God." He said, "I've never seen anything like this." That's what they were talking about on the day of Pentecost. Man, just they were talking about on the day of Pentecost. I ain't never seen nothing like this. When the saints go up and praise, guess what happened? All of Satan's powers are erased. Y'all don't know where to shout. See, I told you. When the saints, look at what is it said. When the saints go up in praise, all Satan's powers are erased. I dare you to praise God in your home. You ain't got to get to church and the praise team doing that thing and, and the preacher doing his thing and, and, the, and the musicians doing that thing before you get them. there ought to be a rising up in your spirit that's why the devil mess with us so bad because he know uh, I got them today they ain't giving God no praise they ain't worshiping God I got them today when the saints go up and praise all Satan's followers are erased every trap watch this this I love the song It says every trap That the enemy set It can't work It won't work And it goes on to say When the king Who is strong and mighty Oh the king who is mighty and battle Yes the king of glory Shall Come in Don't put your hand Do this Do this Do this when the King, who is strong and might, somebody came in here weak this morning. Somebody came discouraged. Somebody came mad. As I almost said the wrong, but anyway, you came mad and like you were disgusted. You were busted. You were frustrated. You were doubtful. You were fearful. But when the King comes in. He's strong and mighty. He's stronger than we are. He's mightier than we are. Oh, the king who is mighty in battle, yea, the king of glory shall come in. It ain't necessary. Listen, the only reason the king of glory is going to come in this building because he comes in in us. That's how he gets here. Tell somebody, that's how he gets here. He comes in us. Just like the devil can ride in on us, God is mightier than the devil. And he rides in too. Hallelujah, somebody. We welcome you in. We welcome you in. You're the king, and you're invited to come in to this. No, Do chest To this sanctuary, those of us that know the word know that we're the sanctuary. To this sanctuary, to this tabernacle, you're the king and in you're invited to come in let's go to Acts chapter 2 Acts chapter 2 I don't know we've been talking about we still there the Lord ain't moving yet Acts chapter 2 I want to have Pastor Ben's favorite scriptures up in that we will get plans with this part of the, the Acts chapter 2 I want to begin at verse 41. Good to see Pastor Father in the house. Amen. Very strange, good to see in the house. Good to see all Tell somebody I'm blessed because you're blessed. Yeah. We want to thank God. Where did he go? He gone? Tony totally gone? I see this. Y'all see that tall guy just went out the door? Even though he gone, y'all give it up. Come on, put your hands together and thank God for him. He been down here the last two weeks. Y'all, y'all hear how mellow my voice sounds? It's sounding good. I can sing. and I ain't got a song to sing. It, ain't, it might not be it, but... Brother Jacob, when you sneak in here? Praise God. Y'all give it up for this brother right here, Brother Tony. We thank God. For, y'all knew better than that. All we done been through for the last year and a half. Thank God for Him getting us together. Did Rodney sound good in the singer? I could hear, I could hear them singing their parts. So see, they can't mess up now because we can hear them. We know you, you can't be faking it now because we got you. Uh, But we thank God for and and uh, a lot of uh, most of our media team, all of our media team been working real hard trying to get this together. And y'all know Bishop Wilson with his OCD. Uh, Miss Briani got on us. Said, now we spent all this money last time at that other place. So we need to get it right. So I told them, I said, let's stop fooling with this and bring somebody in here that know what they're doing. And don't it sound good? Hey, man, I've had some good days. Don't it sound good, man. Huh? Hot dog. <laughs> That's chapter two. Begin in verse forty-one. Please stand in reverence to read another word. At chapter two, verse, beginning in verse forty-one, from the New Living Translation, it reads like this: Those who believe what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. In one day, y'all, verse 42 says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. And verse 47 says, And all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people, And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I want to use this as a subject for the morning. uh, I want to talk about the value of community. The value of community. All of us have things or persons in our lives that we value some more than others. All of us have friends and some friends that we value more than we value others. All of us have uh, a, stuff, stuff, material things in our lives that we value more than others. I have uh, the ring that I, have, well, my wedding uh, ring that I have on today. I value it a lot more than I value one of the, one of the, uh, the ones that I used to have. And there are more than one reason that I value it. I value, I value this one even greater because. I know that my wife made a greater sacrifice, uh, y'all going to pray with me, to bless me with this one. It was a greater sacrifice, Yolanda, than it was at the very first time because she was in a position, Brother Brandon, that I wasn't in a position 45 years ago when we got married. She is. She was in a position where she had saved up a bunch of money for whatever she wanted to do down the road. But me, I spent every dime, spent every dime I made. And so I had to go borrow. I had to make a loan. Y'all, y'all ain't saying that Y'all look at me funny. I had to make a loan to get uh, my first ring that I gave to her. Matter of fact, she still got it. She can't wear it no more. The, the ring shrunk, you understand? But... But she still values that ring. And y'all ain't hearing me. She values that. There are things that are precious to us. And so in this text today, I want us to look at the value, the, the what is so precious to us that sometimes we overlook is that very person that's sitting next to you. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. That that person that's next to you, that person behind you or in front of you, that we need to learn to value one another much more than we do. I'm gonna show it here in, your, in the text, and so I'm a I'm a, also a lover of nature. I love nature. I love nature, and and uh, me and Lady Yolanda were talking about some things the other day, and and uh, a lot of times I will look at some of these nature shows on TV, and it, because it's amazing what you can learn just by being attentive to all that God has created, and I I thought about that red red that huge redwood tree in California. It, it's something that can amaze us, and. And we can see the value of that by looking and studying that redwood tree and how it relates to us as people of God. And so looking at that redwood tree, we'll find that it is the largest living thing on earth. And it's the tallest tree in the world. Amen. And, and when we look at redwood trees, some of them are 300 feet high and more than 2,500 years old. And you would think that trees that large would have a tremendous root system reaching down hundreds of feet into the earth because of their age. But that's not so. Redwood trees actually, and if you, you don't have to go there to see them. You can look at the pictures and you'll soon discover, you'll wonder why it is that redwood trees, the roots are so shallow. But watch this, even though the roots are shallow, the roots are all connected to the other trees. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. And so when we look at that, the roots of these trees, what I'm saying, I'm going somewhere with this. Stay with me. The roots are intertwined. It's just like, brother Steve and, and, and sister Candy and, and, and mother Dolly and, and uh, sister Yolanda all sitting close to each other over there. It's like they're intertwined. Those redwood trees, they're over 300 feet tall, 2,500 years old. But even with the winds and the rains and the storms and the floods come, those trees are still able to stand. Why, Bishop? I'm glad you asked that. Because they are intertwined to each other. And not one tree is dependent upon itself. That one tree. Is is dependent upon all those other trees that it's surrounded by. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. With an interlocking root system, they support and sustain each other. And the point there is that each one of those trees, no matter how strong they look, their strength lies in the fact that they are dependent and intertwined with other trees. If you look at any of our lives today, and some of us aren't really honest, some of us really honest, and, and I remember I still get preachers that tell me, man, you look too honest, you, but, but that's okay, whatever, whatever the word says, they overcame by the word of their testimony. And when you, when you look at our testimonies, you'll begin soon to discover is that a lot of us, a lot of us, a whole lot of us, people look at us and they see us now. And I said it last week, they see us now, but they don't see us from where we came from. They see us as we are, but they don't see us as we were. And I could go even further than that. Even though they see us as we are and not as though we were, they still don't see our future. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And so when you look at each of our lives today, even what we're going through now, even though what we look like now is not anything, the word says, in comparison to the glory that awaits us. Now, y'all to shout to God on that. Tell somebody there's a glory that awaits me. In other words, when the word talks about the glory that awaits you, it's talking about the manifestation of God in your life. That's why one of my songs, one of my favorite songs, is is that song that I was just messing with it just a little bit. Uh, I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some lonely nights. But when I look around, I wish I had a witness up in here and think things over. All of my good days. Ah, y'all not hear what I'm saying? All of my good days, yeah, Lord, outweigh my bad days, and I won't complain. Why? Because God's been good to me. He's been mighty good to me. More than you or this world could ever be, he's been good to me. He's been good. And the only reason that I can stand here today, standing on my feet, standing in the street that I'm standing in, is because God placed other people around me, that when I was weak, I ain't going to get to my text like I want to, but in those seasons of the weakness of my life, when I was weak, God put some strong trees around me. Y'all not hear what I'm saying, that, that in all of your holiness, when you think about the things you've been through and you look at where you are now, you would be nothing like you are today had God not placed some trees around you. Tell somebody, I thank God for my trees. I thank him for my trees. I thank him for my trees. Even though I didn't understand my mama then, I thank God for my mama. Even though I didn't understand my granddaddy then, I thank God for my granddaddy. Even though I didn't understand my wife then, I thank God for my wife. Even though I didn't understand my pastor then, I thank God for my pastor. It's the value that we place in community. It's the value, it's the value, it's the trees that God ties us to. We're interlocked. Look at somebody and tell them you can't get away from me. <laughs> I was oh uh, I was thinking about something this morning. Y'all know when we came down the stairs and and I stepped in the little boys' room there for a minute. And while I was in the boys' room, I heard a voice. I heard a voice, and those that were upstairs know what I'm talking about when I said I heard a voice. And, and, And when I stepped out the door, the voice I heard was the very person I saw, and it's like, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be somewhere preaching. And 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 I understand why he was here. He claimed he came, he had dropped some off, blah 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 blah. I get that. But really, I know him well enough. I know he was here because he, he has found himself intertwined. And so on his way to do what his assignment that God gave him for the day, he really just wanted to stop by and see the faces of his brothers. Y'all not hearing me just wanted to see their face. I know he had a, he had a, he tried to be slick. I saw the envelope. The ruler snapped that envelope out of my hand. I'm like, wow, brother, there's a connection. We are interlocked. And let me see, let me tell you something. One of the reasons we got to be careful how we treat each other is because the strength that you, I'm getting get of myself, but the strength that we need when we need it is not necessarily coming from where you think it will. Because let me tell you something the ones you invest most of your time with are not all the ways the one that God going to use to bless your life. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. You, you know, y'all, all of it, some all y'all, I'll just be honest with that sometimes we, we say that, that it seems like the ones I do most for are the ones that treat me the worst. Can God get an amen on that? All of us have been there, haven't we? But when we look at these trees, God has given us his church, the body of Christ, on this earth. So that we as the people of God can look like we look. And be blessed like we're blessed. Because the way God blesses us, y'all hear me say that all the time. The way God blesses us is through us. That's his plan. That's the way he works. He blesses others through us. He loves through us. You tell God, God, I need a hug. And guess what God does? He sends somebody along to give you that hug. God, I need an encouraging word. And God sends somebody along that'll give you that encouraging word. That's why we need the church. We need the church. COVID messed us up. Because what COVID did was we allowed COVID to separate us. And that's when the other folks came to realize what was there all along was this thing called mental health issues. They were there all along. But what COVID did, it shut them other folk down too. And it brought people to the realization that we have been separated these two and a half years and it has done something to us mentally. And do you not know that some people have still not yet recovered from those issues? They still struggle. And it's for us, those of us that have come into recovery, that have been recovered, to reach out to them. See, just because you have mental health issues does not mean you crazy. If that would be the case, then all of us are crazy. God has invested in a bunch of crazy folk, if that's the case. But he's delivered us from that. And so, look at this thing, this community, this community of faith. Uh, Through Christ, we're bound together in in a community of faith. We 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 belong to him, and because we belong to him, we belong to one another. We are a body. We're part of a body. I think Brother Minister Kevin was talking about that upstairs. We're a part of a body. We are connected. Whether you would like, whether you like it or not, we are connected. And I'm not just talking about those that are part of sanctuary that are sitting in this building today. I'm talking about the body of Christ. Whether it's here, across the street, down the street, over across, over the river and through the woods, we are connected. It don't matter whether you're black, white, yellow, green, purple, we still connected. Let me, let me get on in this thing. It's through Christ that God has made us a family, a community of faith. And one of the things, Brother Mike, Deacon Mike, that I'm learning is that, and and I thank God that I was raised in an in a environment where it was all about family. And, and let me tell you about me and my brothers. We might fall out with each other for a few minutes, but you better not mess with one of us. And that's the way it ought to be in the body of Christ. You, you, can't, you can't mess. If you mess with them, you got a whole congregation you got to deal with. Not only do you have a congregation, but when you mess with somebody in the body of Christ, you got a kingdom you've got to deal with. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. You got, a, you got a whole kingdom, millions and millions of people. You might be running your mouth to somebody, and you don't know they're part of the kingdom of God, and they say, you messing with one. Listen, let me tell y'all something. See, we done got some scripture out of context. We, we That scripture that says, uh, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Well, what it's showing us there is that that preacher ain't the only one that's anointed. Huh? So so if if I mess with 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 uh, let me see somebody out that ain't no preacher. Uh, sister Teresa, if I'm messing with Teresa, I'm messing with an anointed of God. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. Let me get to this thing. Let me get to this thing. Recognizing the value of community. Some people say, I don't need church. I don't need to go to the church. They're talking about, I'm talking about, and it, it, that, that is right if the church is in you. But there's a collective thing that God requires of us. See, going back to that isolation during COVID, even a lot of people of God got real weak. And y'all can debate this all y'all want, but some of them died because they gave up on God. But you know what God showed me, Deacon Albert, this morning, and this is why we all shout. That in those two and a half years, Miss Michelle, sanctuary never lost a soul. Now, we lost friends, we lost loved ones, but we never lost a soul in the congregation. Y'all to give God a a shout of thanks on that. Oh, y'all can do better than that. Because it could have been you. So look what the word said. God said in his word, and see, he said in in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 21 through 25, for those that don't think they need the people of God, dealing with the value of community. I'm going to cut through this so we can get it. It says, and since, but you know what? I got to think about. It. Pastor Brother Petty, when I looked at this reading, don't y'all worry. Don't y'all get worried. I looked at this reading and it said, uh, it, in, in some of the other readings it says that when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, you you know why there were three there were more than one reason there were three thousand souls saved. One reason was that the people of God were together in one accord. The other, the other reason, if you look at some of the other readings, it says that Peter preached all day long. It says he, if have y'all ever well, some, of, some some that have been to Africa and other countries and, and even in, in the Bahamas if you ever go to the church there think about that they'll sit out in the beating sun we sitting in heat we sitting in the air conditioning and all that kind of stuff they'll sit out with the sun beating down on their head all day long just excited to hear a word of God and countries all over the world are out. The Christianity is outpacing its growth in every country, but the United States of America. And part of that is because we no longer value the Word of God. Okay, let me go. On. Hebrews chapter 10, 21 through 25. It says, "And since we have a great High Priest who rules over God's house, and I ain't talking about this building." When we talk about God ruling over our house, he, he, he dwells in us. So it says, and since we have this great high priest who is Jesus Christ, who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. It says in verse 20, 30, 23, it says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. And and, and here's what I want us to get 24 and 25. It says, let us think of ways, that's right here where I'm talking about in the word today. It says, this is New Living Translation. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Think of ways to motivate one another, to acts of love and good works, and verse 25 says, "And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do." You can't tell me that that the very time that you decide that that I ain't going today, I'm, the devil gonna mess with you real good that If you ain't catching a live stream and you're not present, whatever this may be, and, and, and I tell people this, don't get caught up on just because live stream is available that you make that your choice. I'm going to show you why. Because last Sunday morning, the, the, the live stream was cut off before God blew. Y'all didn't hear what I said. So what the Holy Spirit blew on this place last Sunday morning, he didn't blow the wind. And that happened before somewhere else we were. I don't know where we were, 6634 634, I don't know where we were. But, but it happened then that God didn't blow the wind. I wish I had somebody up in here that knew what I was talking about. The wind did not blow until live stream was shut out. So you can't tell me that I don't have to be there to get what I need. No, 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 baby. The devil tricking you. Sometimes what you need won't even come till after the benediction. He said, let us not neglect our meeting together. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So let's let's catch this text for a moment and then I'll get get on back into it on Wednesday night. Our text says the community of believers gathered together on a regular everybody say regular. It was regular, it became it became standard for them. It was regular, it was they had to listen, we've got to learn to be consistent in our worship. Now, I'm not just talking about consistent in showing up in a building. I'm talking about consistent in your relationship with Jesus Christ on a daily basis. Because if you don't already have him moving in your spirit before you get here, ain't nothing going to move it for you. Consistent worship doesn't just happen on Sunday morning. It's a daily thing. I don't just love God on Sunday morning, help us somebody. I don't just love my wife cause she fried me some chicken, cause I can fry a chicken. Hello somebody. But we gotta love God on a daily basis, regardless of what he's done, regardless of what's not being done. Every morning he gives you breath. You ought to thank God, I bless you, I praise you, I magnify you, I exalt you, I glorify you, I lift you up, I exalt your name, because you gave me a brand new day. And before I get out of bed, Deacon Hayes, I look over and make roar. My wife is still breathing, and I say, God, I thank you. Ah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You talking about you don't you don't know why to praise God. You don't know why to worship God. Thank Him for the one that's still breathing beside you. Don't care how much those children get on your nerves. I'm telling them. Sister Sister Wells, yesterday she was checking on me and my wife, and I said, I said, well, we had two of our grandchildren, Miss Michelle, they missed you too. We had two of our grandchildren last week. Lord have mercy. Well, you an empty nester. And it's just the two of you, and you think you... You say like, I'm gonna sleep in in the morning. No, you ain't, Papa Grammy, Papa. Will you quit calling my name? But the word says that children are a blessing from the Lord. So I don't care how bad they get on our nerves. We thank God for our children. Am I right? God, my God, because somebody wishes theirs were still here. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So, so this text, this text reveals to us the proper focus of a community of believers. That's the church. Acts two, chapter two, verse forty-two, which was a part of our text, says, "And all the believers." Everybody look at somebody and say, "All." Tell somebody that includes me. And that includes you, from the youngest to the oldest. That includes you. See, this thing ain't about the pastor. It's about the kingdom. It's about all of us. Yeah, because uh, because when when I have needs, I have needs, and 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 those needs don't point to just one particular individual. All of us have needs. And when those needs arise you need to know that God has got somebody in place that will help meet your needs. Amen somebody. And so look at this, it reveals some things to us. Uh, Acts 2 42 says, all the believers here's where it starts when you understand this evaluating community it says all the believers all the believers all the believers all the Believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, that's just the word of God. They devoted themselves to fellowship, that's connecting with one another, to sharing meals, y'all know how I like to eat, and to prayer. Prayer. Y'all want to know how valuable prayer is? Let me put it like this. You, you want to be reminded of how valuable when the saints are praying for you. Y'all remember Peter, don't you? If y'all pray with me, I'm going to quit. Y'all remember Peter, Apostle Peter? He was, he was thrown in jail Becker, somebody preached this if you need to he was thrown in jail and watch this see there's a difference between true believers and sometimes in, in, in the scripture in the book of Acts where Peter was in prison it says that the church I believe them. Were. Well, there had to be some doubters in there. I'm gonna show you why. I'll show you why they, the, the evidence of doubters were there. Since he was kept in prison, and and they were at his, at Peter's mother-in-law house. See, some of y'all got this thing about mother-in-law. That's the devil messing with your mind. And and you create, and you and that in-law creating stuff because the world doesn't see it y'all can't get along. That's where that comes from. But the, and, and so to show you that, the text says that, that Peter's, the church went in prayer at Peter's mama-in-law house. And as they prayed, listen, here's what I call it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That they didn't talk about Peter. They didn't speculate. I thought about, uh, what's his name, McKenzie, when he was up here last week and he was giving his testimony about being incarcerated and all of that kind of stuff. And no doubt there were some doubters in the crowd. That instead of getting caught up on the word that he was given, got caught up on the fact that he said, I was incarcerated. rejoicing that God had given him grace and God had given him mercy like he has done for each of us. Somebody in the crowd Instead of thanking God for the word and instead of thanking God for the testimony because there were some young people that were here that overcame because of what McKenzie was preaching. But instead of getting excited about that, what we caught was he was in prison and the doubter instead of praying said, I wonder what he was in for. That's the way it was in Peter. No doubt while Peter was kept in prison and and mother-in-law said, Come on, let's go up in prayer for Peter. There were some daughters that showed up in the house and said, Well, what's he in for? It don't matter what his past is. It doesn't matter what his presence is. It matters that the people of God come together. That's why when you look at Acts chapter 2, I can't finish this today, but when you look at Acts chapter 2, it says many miracles, signs, and wonders. Blind began to see. Lame began to walk. deaf began to hear. dumb began to talk. Those that died got up. Because the church was connected in prayer. And I can imagine, can I use my sanctified imagine? And I've been. Mama law. Y'all have to know Mama Law. Mary Elizabeth Walker. Mary Elizabeth Christ, walk Woo me. He will tell you a thing or two. A lot of them older folks ain't got no filters. Ain't got no filters. And what comes up, that will come out. Mother Mary, Elizabeth Price Watkins, was standing up and saying, now we didn't come here for all of that. I'm fed y'all good. that she loved to feed you. I'm fed y'all good. We didn't come here to talk about Peter. We come here to pray for Peter. Peter's in trouble. Come on, brother Watch, I'm quick. I'm okay, you. Peter's in trouble. Peter's in trouble. Peter's in trouble. America is in trouble. This city is in trouble. You can't hardly blink your eyes before you get news that somebody's been shot. And you know the craziest thing people be talking about. Well, I never knew anything like this. It don't matter what your neighborhood is. The devil don't care where you live. You don't care nothing about our children. That's why I say we need to consistently be in prayer. Psalm 91. Lord, you see. In your word, Psalm 91, amen, that you'll give your angels charge over us. God, before my child leaves the house, don't let me be in such a hurry to get them out of my house. But God, before they leave the house this morning, i speak your angels over their lives. God bless my husband. Bless my wife. Bless me. Cover us. God, cover sanctuary. That'll be all of our prayer. And we all have to, cause listen, I'll be honest. We talk about people talking about people and we all talk about people. Don't be lying. We all do it. But we need to pray on one of hearts. Lord. We need you. We need you. Well, I didn't have to do it all I thought I was going to get to. But it was along. It's it's one of them longs where you preach a few thousand folk this way. Like, Sure enough, you better bring your lunch. Let me get this one point i really I really will really to be done right When you look at the value of the Christian community, I'm reminded of what Jesus said in John 17, around 20 to 21. He said, Father, I pray that they may be one, even as you and I are one, that they might be one in us. And so when we look at the Christian community defined, there's a, there are two words that come out of there. It's, the words are common and the word unity. Because we got to get this definition what is this community it speaks of a oneness of purpose oneness of values oneness of attitudes of oneness oneness of interest and this oneness comes as a result of our connection with the spirit of god first peter chapter 3 verse 8 says kind of all of you at somebody tell them that's us I ain't talking about just us sitting here that's the people of God all of us should be of one and the same mind united in spirit sympathizing with one another loving each other as brethren of one household. Did y'all do that? Because really, we're all one household. It's like my wife in my home. Yesterday my, my son and his wife, and the kids were in our home. We're all in the same place, we're all connected. And even here in this building right now, we're all connected. I know some of y'all connected by you know, the family, you know. A whole lot of folks come out and leave and leaves and leaves going in all kinds of directions. Leaves and Martins and Thomas's and all that. You understand. But there's a deeper connection. It's called the blood of Jesus that connects us all together. So much so that I don't have to always see you to know you're in pain. You don't have to always see each other to know when one or the other is in pain. When someone else is in need, the Spirit of God is intelligent. He'll show us that. And watch this. When you learn to be a blessing, you'll always be blessed. I'm serious about that. When you learn to be a blessing, you'll always be blessed. You got children you're not sure of? Don't only bless yours, bless somebody else's too. Watch how God will be a greater blessing to yours. You don't have a whole lot? Share what you do have. And watch God open the windows of heaven. Tell somebody is poor. God just spoke that into somebody's life. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Y'all ever and do the invitation. Y'all ever uh, been raining? I ain't talking about lightning and thunder because I'm scared of them. But y'all ever picking out for the mist to probably get this, you know, they, they in love and all that. Just put down the umbrellas and stand out in the rain Say this done lost his mind and just feel the rain. The reason I said him and his wife is because sometimes when you enjoy something, you want somebody else to enjoy it with you. So when you think about the blessings of God, you don't want to just enjoy the blessings for yourself. You want to share that with someone else. That's the value of community. That God doesn't do it for me just for me, but he does it for me so that he can make me an instrument to do it for others. That's Christian unity, that's common unity in the fellowship the body of Christ. God instructs us. Now look at what that last verse said. Because of what they did between verses 42 and 46, I believe, something happened <laughs> in verse 47. See, every time you sit down with a friend or Somebody from... some will be out with other people of God. We'll be sitting breaking bread together. That's fellowshipping. That's what God wants of us. And people be looking. They be looking and sometimes... It don't happen all the time. Look, did I us. It don't happen all the time. But sometimes we'll be sitting we'll be fellowship that's why a lot of times I like time wear my college and we'll get ready to pay this door and the, the waitress will say y'all's table is taken care of because God will put in somebody else's spirit that just seeing you getting along with somebody else that does something for their spirit And so, the value of community—I'm doing so, y'all. So is knowing that we need each other. We need each other. The fellowship of the saints is such a good thing. I'm waiting on Sister Valerie to take me and my wife to lunch do say all right now. <laughs> but it's, it's about the fellowship. It really is. People used to tell me, Bishop, why? And when I passed the previous pastor, people always say, Bishop, why? Every time you meet with somebody, you've got to talk about it. Either. You'll be surprised at the blessings and the connections. That's why it's in the Word that happened at the table. So here it is. Once they had met together, the last verse says, and the Lord added David to the church. Because of the accord in the latter verses, the connection in the latter verses. The last verse that closed that chapter chapter, says the Lord added David such as should be saved. And they continue in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship and breaking of bread, in prayer. The Lord added David to the church. Such as should be saved. Blessings and peace be upon each of you as he comes to send the invitation. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary Church Podcast. We pray that the message you just heard inspired your continued walk with Christ. To learn more about our ministry and our worship opportunities, visit us at www.tsc or download our church app in your Apple or Google Play Store. Again, thank you for listening.